You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is the final week of the regular season. Hey, everybody, Matt Derry with you. It's Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network on this Monday, December 28th, into Tuesday, December 29th. One more game, thank goodness, of this regular season comes up Sunday as the Lions will entertain the Minnesota Vikings at Ford Field at 1 o'clock. A chance for this football team to lose, which they should, finish at 5-11 and and maybe move up and get a better draft spot. They are currently slotted 7th in the first round, but that could change with a loss and some of these other teams in front of them getting victories. We're brought to you by Pepsi, made for football watching. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season... Will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch because Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through any game day. Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. Uh, I don't really have much to say about Saturday's debacle at Ford Field, but we will tell you the top five pro football focus graded out Lions on offense and defense from Saturday's 47-7 defeat at the hands of the Tampa Bay Bucks, Daryl Bevel said today in his press conference he felt helpless having to watch that game on TV. Yeah, so did we, Daryl, having to sit there and watch it too as fans. Uh, the Lions have uh, released a starting defensive player. We'll tell you who that is coming up. We'll dive into more about this game Sunday and how if the Lions try to win, they're making a gigantic mistake. Dane Brugler from The Athletic has the, his first mock draft out. And as the Lions taking a quarterback at number seven, we'll tell you who that is. Yeah, let's do some mock season, S-Z-N. John Neo of the Detroit News with a very interesting Quandre Diggs statistic. And also Carlos Monarez, or Menares, however you pronounce his name from the free press, wrote maybe the single worst column I've ever read. Um, Actually, it's not the worst. It's one of the worst. Uh, We'll pass that along to you as well here on a jam-packed Locked on Lions for this Monday. Uh, If you follow us on Twitter or don't, check us out there, please, at Dairy Speaks, D-E-R-Y, at Locked on Lions, and also the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page. We did the uh, podcast on Saturday, uh, the post-game pod. We read a lot of your comments from the Facebook page. Yes, we will live tweet, live Facebook, one more game this coming Sunday. Uh, when Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, and the Fighting Zimmers uh, come into Ford Field for one last a tussle here in the uh, regular season. A quick update, Daryl Bevel said today that uh, uh, they will continue to look and monitor Matthew Stafford's health as the week goes on and make a determination later in the week if he will play or not. Uh, huge mistake. Uh, Daryl, wake up. The Lions need to shut Matthew Stafford down. He now has an ankle injury, a rib injury, and a finger injury. Matthew Stafford should have been shut down weeks ago. Um, this should be David Blau Sunday. David Blau should be playing Sunday. Chase Daniel can't throw a forward pass. 
All right, another beauty Bob Quinn free agent signing. Did anybody watch Chase Daniel attempt to shot put, uh, shot put passes down the field this past week? He can't throw, but he's got two more years left in his contract. Thank goodness these NFL deals are not guaranteed. Can the Lions please get a real backup quarterback up in her? Oh, my goodness. Give David Blau the reps on Sunday. And let the kid play. See what he can do. Second year under his belt, played a little last year. There's no reason to trot out Chase Daniel. He's terrible. He's awful. Did you watch him attempt to throw the ball the other day? He can't throw the ball more than five yards. So, yeah, no. This should be David Blau on Sunday, and the Lions need to lose. Uh, as far as losses go, Saturday's loss to the Bucks was really, really bad. Really bad. How did the Lions grade out as far as pro football focus goes? When your best offensive player, according to Pro Football Focus and their report card, is Ode Abushi, something's wrong. Pro Football Focus top five Lions, Ode Abushi, 68.5. Jonah Jackson, 66.1. Yeah, how you doing, Jonah? Uh, Danny Amendola, 63.2. on uh, Johnson, I don't even know he played. 61.5, and Adrian Peterson, 60.4. Highest grade you got was in the high 60s. <laughs> uh, on defense, uh, Romeo Okwara had a good day. He's got now now his nine sacks. Somebody's going to give him some money this offseason. 82.7, that's pretty good. Everson Griffin came in second at a 64.7. C.J. Moore, 63.3. Uh, Daryl Roberts, 62.1, and Nick Williams, 61.5. The Lions linebackers on um, um, Saturday. I have this somewhere here. Jelani Tavai, 40. Christian Jones, 39.2. Reggie Ragland, 33.4. And Jared Davis, 29.3. <laughs> Again, good scores are like 90s and 80s, like really good scores. 70s, pretty good. 60s, eh, okay. 50s, god awful. 40s, ridiculously bad. 30s, you probably should be playing in the CFL. And Jared Davis registering a 29.3. That that should be an automatic release. That was a disgrace on Saturday. No, no other reason to go over it. There's no reason to talk about it. It is what it is. How about this take? I'm all over the place today. Don't care. Uh, Carlos Monarez. Is it Menares or Monarez? Um, From the free press. And if many of you have read Carlos's stories over the years, he's like Drew Sharp light, but real light. This Saturday, he actually wrote, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were running up the score on the Lions. Listen to this malarkey. Uh, dropping Joe Biden word here. A president-elect. Uh, quote, Yes, I understand there was only so much the Bucs could do since the Lions were extremely shorthanded, especially when Matthew Stafford left after the first series with an ankle injury. And yes, the Bucs pulled Brady at halftime when they were up 34 to nothing. But then Blaine Gabbard came in and started passing deep. On his first play, they threw a 25-yard touchdown pass to Rob Gronkowski. And why was Gronk still in the game for a 40 to nothing lead? 
Then he threw a 22-yard TD pass to Mike Evans for a 47-7 lead. With about 10 minutes left, Gabbert threw a 40-yard bomb to Evans on first down that was incomplete. Gabbert even completed a 10-yard pass to Antonio Brown on the second-to-last play of the game. I can understand throwing on third down or even when you're deep in your own territory, but deep throws for touchdowns? Late bombs on first down? Come on, man. And why was Evans still in the game that late? Sure, the Bucs are trying to get ready for the playoffs, but this was Bush League. End quote from Menares. Save big money. Maybe the free press is saving big money at Menares. Having him still on the staff. My God. They weren't running up the score. What do you want him to do? It was 34-0 at the half. DeAndre Swift fumbles. They bring in their backup quarterback. They took Tom Brady out after one half. They easily could have had him play a little bit more. They took him out. Gabbert gets to the line of scrimmage, and he sees that the Hall of Fame tight end, arguably the greatest tight end to ever play the game, Gronk, is lined up without a single body within 10 yards of him. He hikes the ball, drops back, throws it over the middle. No one's guarding him, and it's a touchdown. What's he supposed to do? Hand it off? No, that wasn't running up the score. Why was Mike Evans in the game? Oh, I don't know. They've got Godwin, Evans, Antonio Brown, and a couple other receivers. They're not carrying eight receivers. This ain't college or high school, bruh. It's the NFL. There's a limit to how many people you can have on your roster on game day. (laughs) You can't just empty the bench. This isn't college where you've got 90 guys. You get 47 guys or whatever. That's it. So I don't know what Carlos is talking about. The regulars are going to have to play a little bit, especially at receiver, where the Bucks after Antonio Brown are pretty thin. Blaine Gabbard played the second half. The guy needs reps in case Brady gets hurt. He never, ever plays. They weren't running up the score. Bruce Arians is a little bit of a a wacko, sure. But your starting running backs hurt Ronald Jones. Running up the score. They took Gronk out. They took Brady out. The Lions just suck. They weren't running up the score. Jeez. All right, Lions with sort of a surprising release today. Not that the guy's any good, but uh, we'll get into that coming up next. First, though, we've got to tell you about our friends at Bet Online. Oh, are you ready for some college football? Yes, there are some bowl games. There have been a few that haven't been canceled. So we're heading into bowl season this week. Big matchups coming up. You got the, uh, the final four on Friday, I believe. Yes. There's only one place that has you covered if you want to put some money down on Alabama-Notre Dame. Or Ohio State and Clemson. And that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. All right? Get on these college action. Uh, get on this college action. Look, these bowl games are so bad, but the one way to have some interest in them is to bet on them. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% Welcome bonus with your free deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
All right, so a little bit of a surprise today with one game left and the Lions facing his former team in the Vikings. But the team today has released starting safety J. Ron Curse. Uh, special teams maven. He was a special teams captain uh, with the Minnesota Vikings. J. Ron Curse has been released by the Lions, uh, which means he can sign with a contender this week and, and join a team. Uh, but Curse has been let go, released by the team. He started a handful of games recently, um, but now is is a free agent. Some of you are going to say, why would you release J. Ron Curse and not let him sign with somebody else after the season and accumulate compensatory draft pick points? Because if someone does pick up J. Ron Curse, you accumulate the compensatory pick points. Now, the Lions have never been a team that has really given a rat's you-know-what about compensatory picks, so I don't really know what this is. I'm not sure why J. Ron Curse was let go. Uh, J. Ron Curse was not very good as a starting safety. He was only starting, um, you know, he was only starting because... Will Harris, Tracy Walker, and anybody else the Lions have at safety have struggled. So they gave him an opportunity. Uh, Bevel said the release of Curse was not about him tweeting during the game. I didn't even know he did that. See, that would have made Sunday's game entertaining or Saturday's game entertaining if the players could have grabbed their phones on the sideline. Bevel says the team wants to take a look at the younger safeties on the roster. Hey, Daryl, I've seen the younger safeties on the roster. They blow. Will Harris, Tracy Walker, none of these guys are any good. You want to take a look at C.J. Moore? Go for it. I'm up for that. The Lions' safeties are terrible. So there's that. So J. Ron Curse is available. I guess they're not going to utilize him to uh, help them with uh, scouting the Vikings. Hey, Bevel said it today. We're going to try to dress up our guys and win a football game on Sunday. Please don't. Just finish 5-11. and 11, Move up in the draft. Please. What is the point of winning Sunday? There's none. Zero. Zilch. It will only hurt you and get you out of the top 10 if you were to win. You're 5-10. and 10. I mean, and after last Saturday, if Cousins plays and Dalvin plays and Jefferson plays and Thielen plays... Uh, you know, Rudolph, that guy kills the Lions. He's 50 years old playing tight end, but you know he'll have a tutty on Sunday. Please don't win. Just there, There's no point. There's no point. None. Zero. Get the draft spot. The Lions, somehow, this is, this is true, but you look at the standings, there is a chance if the Lions lose Sunday, and let's say Philly wins, Cincy wins, Atlanta wins, Houston wins, the Lions could move all the way up to number three. They could do it. Can you imagine being back in the top three again? It'll be just like last year under Bob Quinn. But hey, moving up is good. It's a good call. So let's go. I mean, you, you, I'm going to watch the game, but no. 
let Alexander Madison go for 150 yards, whatever it takes. And I know you're telling, and I know J.J. Watt made the point that today we're going to go out and work hard this week, and I thought J.J. Watt's message was amazing. Talking about the Texans still trudging through the season with four wins. But not this week, dog. Nope, not this week. It's time to lose. And it's time to go home. I've got a couple of statistics, or I have a stat about Quandre Diggs. I got the Dane Brugler, theathletic.com, first-round mock draft already. We're going to do all of that um, next. First, I got to tell you about Built Bar. Listen to me. Today, see that? That's my white chocolate cookies and cream Built Bar that I had today. I am after the last week's eating and, and the holidays, I'm on a fast. But when I fast, i got to have something in my system for the day. Well, the only thing I'm putting in my body is Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar ever. They're amazing. New and improved, 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. All right? You got your six new flavors, including their cookies and cream. You can get the white chocolate ones now on the website at BuiltBar.com. Get them now before they're gone. I just ordered some the other day. They'll be here like tomorrow. That shipping from Utah, wherever it's come from, amazing. Fast. Can't wait for my shipment to come in tomorrow. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. And they're great for the health-conscious guy. Seriously. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. This cookies and cream bar's got 130 calories. That's it. So good. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, folks, uh, John Neo of the Detroit, New- Detroit News on Twitter uh, last night um, tweeted out Quandre Diggs, who, by the way, is going to the Pro Bowl um, for Seattle, having a big season, has five interceptions, had another pick in yesterday's Rams, uh, Rams loss to the Seahawks. Jared Goff, by the way, just got blitzed for three hours by Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. They just spent that whole game ripping Jared Goff. Neo writes, that was the eighth interception for Quandre Diggs since the Lions traded him to Seattle last October. Lions' entire defense has 11 interceptions in that same span. (laughs) This year in 2020, the Lions have seven interceptions as a team, and Diggs has five. Records since the trade. Diggs, 18-8 and eight and going to the playoffs with the Seahawks. The Lions since tra- uh, trading Quandre, 6-19. and 19. Folks, Bob Quinn is the closest thing to Matt Millen that you're going to see. <coughs> Remember when Matt Millen got let go and everybody said, it's the worst general manager in the history of sports. There will never be anybody like him. What a mistake. Bob Quinn has taken the Lions back to the Millen era. He has. You traded Quandre Diggs for a fifth-round pick, and he's lighting it up for for the Seahawks and in the Pro Bowl. And the Lions' safeties 
couldn't guard Mike Bratta. Seriously. Man, oh man. I mean, who is evaluating talent? The Lions, when they get this new general manager, he's got to come through that second floor offices in Allen Park with a flamethrower. Clean that out. My goodness. Speaking of evaluating talent, Dane Brugler at the, at the Athletic uh, is one of their draft guys. And if the season were to end today, your Detroit Lions would be drafting number seven in the first round. Brugler has Jacksonville taking Trevor Lawrence. No surprise there. Oh, by the way, Urban Meyer to the Lions, the 248-539-97. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we, could, we could actually do that tomorrow. I'm going to bring that up tomorrow, Urban Meyer. Okay, Jacksonville takes Trevor Lawrence. The Jets at number two, Zach Wilson. This, again, according to Dane Brugler, this is his guess, that they're still going to take a quarterback, even with Sam Darnold lighting it up the last two weeks. Zach Wilson, number two, to the Jets. Number three, Jamar Chase, wide receiver LSU, to the Dolphins. The Dolphins, of course, have the Houston number one pick. Thanks to the Laramie Tunsil trade. That was another dandy by Bill O'Brien. Falcons would take uh, Panay Sewell, the offensive tackle from Oregon. Many people calling a generational talent. Falcons going O-line. Bengals would take Kyle Pitts, the tight end from Florida at five. Uh, that would be a lions pick, tight end in the top five. Philly at six, Devontae Smith, wide receiver, Alabama. And the Lions at number seven, unless they move up, would grab Justin Fields from Ohio State. Oh. Does anybody notice, like, the beat writers? And I love the beat writers, but they're like, it's like Stafford defending day every day. I get it. Yes, if the Lions somehow traded Matthew Stafford, which they might do, uh, would accumulate some draft picks. They only have five. Yes, the Lions would likely go 1-15 or 2-14 and 14 next year. I get it. Stafford's good. Quote from Brugler, I don't expect this projection to be popular among the Lions fan base because Matthew Stafford isn't what is wrong with the organization. But Detroit is a franchise in need of a makeover, and an intriguing option this offseason would be to trade Stafford for draft picks, sign a veteran stopgap quarterback, and draft a talented QB like Fields. Although I have my questions about his passing vision and ability to efficiently work his reads. Fields has the size, mobility, and upside as a passer to warrant this selection, end quote. I am all for the Lions drafting a quarterback and making the trade. I think Matthew Stafford has been here long enough. Do I think it's a big problem if they trade him? No, because I think the Lions are going to be bad for years. I really do. Um, so I, I, I don't think... I think it's if you're Matthew Stafford and Kelly, don't you go to the ownership and go, guys, can you get rid of me? I love it here. I'm loyal here, but I want to win. This defense is going to take years to rebuild. Years. The 08 team went 0 and 16. That defense didn't get good until like 2011 because 2010 they had to draft Sue and sign Vandenbosch. It took three years. This is going to take a long time. That's my point on Stafford. Now, if you cannot get, if you're going to get 50 cents on the dollar on him and your new GM says we're not rebuilding, fine, keep him. But I see what Brugler is saying here. 
All right, folks. Um, thank you for listening. Lockdown Lions on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We will talk about the Urban Meyer report tomorrow. What would be a better job for him, Jacksonville or Detroit? Talk to you tomorrow.